It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. I was. <laughs> Do it. Fine, fine. Lady hates the Jack Flack. Do you read me? This is what I mean by embarrassing. Welcome to the B-Movie Breakdown. My name is Kim Gardner, a.k.a. Lady Ace. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the B-Movie Breakdown, episode number 69. 69. Dirty, dirty. We should have watched, like, a dirty movie for this one, like, one of the, some of the 80s, like, stupid comedy, like, screwballs, or... Color of Night. Yeah. Anything on Cinemax. Like, uh, Ski School, just a movie full of boobs. Hot Dog the Movie. Watch it for the plot. Yep. So many plots. Such plots. Such plots. So the Big Movie Breakdown is a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment, low-budget, lesser-known films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what-the-fuck. Each week's movie will be revealed on the prior episode, so you two can join in on the madness. Most of the movies are available on Netflix, just like this week's movie was available on Netflix. Check it out on there. You can listen to us if you subscribe on iTunes, on our website, bmbpodcast.com, or on Stitcher. You can reach us on our website, or email bmbpodcast at gmail.com, or on Twitter at bmbpodcast, and on Facebook. Uh, We've had some suggestions lately, some better than most. Uh, even though one, everybody was very adamant about not watching, I still think it'd be hilarious to watch it, but who knows, maybe we'll get to it one day. But, um, this week, uh, you might have wondered what I was doing in the beginning, it was a wonderful (laughs) impression, uh, that I was doing of the character Kim Gardner from the movie Cloak and Dagger from 1984. I'd call it an homage. Homage. Yeah, she was quite the character. She was like a little child that <laughs> apparently had smoked way too many cigarettes. <laughs> she was like an eight-year-old She was just like girl the, like, that was... Well, no, she was like 10-ish, but she was almost like a 34-year-old, like... Yeah, she was, she was wise beyond her yeah, years. Yeah, she was like the 8-year-old, like, smart kid sister type that knows everything, but she wasn't his sister. She was just neighbor... And she just dug whiskey and cigarettes. Yeah, and she thought, um, it's not fair. Jack always escapes. How does he do it, Morris? Give me a lotto ticket. <laughs> yeah, she's very like. It's only a dollar. Affected. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, she she was she definitely played the part as far as being bizarre. Well, it wouldn't surprise me what she was able to get away with, considering her slut of a mother. I mean, this is her now. That's why is her name different than what you were. What do you mean? Wait. This is she played Kim Gardner in the movie. Oh, I see what you're saying. She was in Twilight Zone the movie. <laughs> she didn't oh, die no. by helicopter. She played a little girl in segment number four. That's kind of weird that she was in Twilight Zone, considering I was watching that. Yeah, we were talking about it. She was in the Sword and the Sorcerer. Golden Earring she also thought in, it was weird. She wasn't in too many things. She was on some episodes of Mr. Belvedere. Hmm. Um, a show called Out of This World. Does huh. anybody remember this show? No. No. What was that? Aliens? I have no idea. But she was apparently on this TV show. It was a uh, American fantasy sitcom about a teenage girl who is half alien, who gives up, who gives her unique superpowers. Uh, which gives her super, unique superpowers? It was a syndicated um, TV show. Sounds really in familiar. the 80s. Wait, I kind of do remember that. She wasn't the star though. She was just on it. Well, that's lame. The girl who played the main character looks a lot like uh, what's that girl? She's in uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, blonde. Oh, Kristen. Kristen Bell. Bell. Yeah, looks like her. And the okay. girl who from this movie looks nothing like how she did in the movie on the no. show. Considering also she was a child. 
Yeah, but this movie was made like <laughs> this show was made like three years later, but she looks like she grew up a lot oh, in three in years. Show. Yeah. Yeah, she's just very like whatever. I'm twelve. I don't even care. Over it. Damn, this show ran for like four years. It's pretty. Burt Reynolds was on it. Out of this world. I don't remember this show. Burt Reynolds? He was itching for a paycheck. <laughs> I guess. Who, who, who knew? Who knew? Smokey and the Bandit 5 fell through. <laughs> Wait, let me Damn. see if I... Oh, I do... And this girl was also on Harry and the Hendersons, the TV series. She was Harry. <laughs> I remember... Hey, what are you doing? I'm just a Bigfoot. I remember it, but I never Brad. watched it. What? I remember it, but I never watched it because I was too busy watching Small Wonder. Small Wonder, that show sucked. Whatever! Uh, it was weird. You Vicky. sound pretty convincing. Vicky like the, the Robot the Girl. I am a robot. Gay neighbor boy. And then there was Harriet, and I had the red fucking bowl cut extreme bangs, oh, and then a fucking fountain I'm not familiar with this at all. Here's your new sibling. It's a robot. Right. Get used to it. Your dad made this robot girl who looks like a normal girl, like, but is a I, robot. I am Vicky. Oh, such weird science. you never seen Small Wonder? No. Ever. They didn't make a girl out of nothing. They She was a robot. And weird science. She's just like, they make her out of like, using a Barbie doll and nuclear, tapping into the nuclear <laughs> reactor facility. Science. Such, such nuclear. They just use weird science. Just <laughs> say that. You know, they just use Oingo Boingo. Yeah. All over the place. <laughs> that was Put weird. Put bras on your head and then you'll materialize a full-grown woman. Actually, it's weird. I'm looking at the IMDb page right now and it says people who liked Cloak and Dagger also liked... They lost a few movies, and one of them being The Warriors. And I just learned that the guy who played Cyrus in The Warriors died. Literally today. Like, hours ago. But he died in the movie. The Warriors killed him. It was The Warriors. Anyways, the guy who played Cyrus died. He only He's like the but only I, thing he I, ever I did. I thought it was the dude from uh, Commando that killed him. Hmm. Sully. Sully from Commando. <laughs> it was him. But, uh, yeah, that's crazy. And the Harold Ramis died yesterday. Fuck! People. February is awful. Yeah. And Philip Seymour Hoffman. Eh, he did it to I himself. I mean, come on, I know, uh, but still... Uh, Heroin overdose, autoimmune disease, Harold Ramis wins. I well, I mean, Ghostbusters. I mean, even if you didn't, if you didn't compare to how they died, Harold Ramis, Philip Seymour Hoffman, eh, I think Harold Ramis takes the cake. Way over. No offense to I the like deceased. I like both equally. But... I cannot say I like both equally. For folks who are often, he was he's in some alright movies. He wasn't in Caddyshack or Stripes. Yeah, or I he mean, didn't write um, every like amazing movie I loved as a child. As much as I love, I didn't have meatballs. I, Gina, I didn't meatballs. I didn't have Philip Seymour Hoffman action figures as a child. This is true. As long as as much as I loved those Proton movies as an adult, I was a girl in the eighties, a girl, little girl, and not have not watched. And you didn't Caddyshack. watch National Lampoon's Vacation. I well, I was partial to John Hughes. What about the vacation movies? Harold no. Ramis created those. I wasn't really, never... You never I, watched Christmas Vacation. I always vacation. had some sort of, like, I just really was not into Chevy Chase as a little kid. I loved John Candy and Dan Aykroyd, but I didn't... Well, then you were all just watching Caddyshack 2, then, because Dan Aykroyd's <laughs> in that one, so you can go watch the crap version. I've never seen Caddyshack 2. Well, Have yeah. you ever seen Caddyshack? Yeah, but not in a really long time. Good movie, Dangerfield. But, what? Wait, no. He, he had a radio in his golf bag. No. He did. And that's tight. Rennie Dangerfield's the best. That's no. balling. Back to no. school all day. No. I absolutely hate... I love Ladybugs. How can you Rodney... hate Rennie Dangerfield? He's amazing. Something Ladybugs is... is a terrible... If it was anybody else in that movie, it'd be terrible. Something was wrong with that... The eyes, and I just hated <laughs> Well, the... yes. There was something hated... wrong with the eyes. I just hated his whole, like... <laughs> His whole shtick where he... Whoa, and Rover whoa, Dangerfield? Whoa. About the dog? That. Harold <laughs> Ramis wrote that movie. I just Back to Harold Ramis. Shtick. Mm, so many degrees of Harold Ramis. <laughs> so many degrees of Harold Ramis. Egon, you will be missed. He will be greatly Shrug. missed. He did some great movies. Let's not, let's not talk Ramis. about the movie we watched. Let's just <laughs> talk about <laughs> Harold Ramis. Let's talk about Harold Ramis. 
Well, I mean, it had what's-his-face, Henry Thomas. That's not his name. Yeah, who was an E.T. Is that his name? And E.T. relates to Steven Spielberg, who directed... Movies like Harold Ramis did. <laughs> like Harold Ramis <laughs> <Whatever>. did. <laughs> there were, um... But yes, Henry Thomas was in Cloak and Dagger. He played the main character, Davy Osborne. His father uh, was played by Dabney Coleman, who also played his imaginary friend, Jack Flack. Dabney Coleman, uh, we have previously... You guys didn't watch it, but it was before you were on the podcast. Uh, we would watch the show Meet the... Holy shit, I can't fucking remember the name of the movie now. I'll have to look it up. And anyways, Danny Coleman, he was in just a billion different things. But he, um, growing up, I remember him being in the Beverly Hillbillies movie. He played yeah. Mr. Drysdale in it. And But we watched the movie Meet the Applegates, and he is in Meet the Applegates. So we've watched a Danny Coleman film already. I remember him from Tootsie. That's yeah, he's in Tootsie. He's a lot of stuff. Pretty recognizable guy. Yeah. Principal Whoa, Prickly shit. on Recess. Principal Prickly? Yeah, you ever watched Recess? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Whatever. I'm bummed because nobody wanted to talk about Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> Oh yeah, he was nine to five too, right? He was like mm-hmm. the evil boss. He was whatever. the boss. Yep. Who's okay. the boss? Dabby Tony Coleman. Danza. Or Angela. D'Angelo is the boss. That is true. Was always Murphy Brown is the boss. Murphy Brown sucks. Whatever. She was the first independent woman on TV. She had a baby out of wedlock in the nineties. That was big. I I remember. I thought that was. It was Murphy Brown. On the show, she the had show a baby was Murphy Brown. Out of wedlock. Candace Ber- Berger, 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 Bergeron. Bergeron. Yeah, Tom Bergeron's wife. Candace. She's 80 years old now. She's old. Saturday Night Live alum. Mm-hmm. And you know who else was in Saturday Night Live? Bill Murray. You know what movie Bill Murray was oh, in? It was it a Shack. Was it a Harold Ramis movie? <laughs> and Groundhog's Day. Oh, you know who wasn't in those movies? Philip Seymour Hoffman. You know who was? Henry Thomas, playing with an alien. You know what else he did? He played Atari in this movie. <laughs> Remember how E.T. is in this movie? E.T. is in this movie, and I have to feel like Atari paid for some of this movie to be made. Well, no. I, I told you, I was reading the, uh, the trivia about it, and there was uh, a game already ready for the shelves called Agent X, and... Since they already had the video game tie-in with the movie, they bought the rights to the Agent X game and renamed it Cloak and Dagger and then changed, uh, what's-his-face's name? Uh, the figment of his imagination, uh, Jack Flack. They changed his name to Agent X, or at least they referred to it, because uh-huh. he, he mentioned, do you remember when I was Agent X and so-and-so situation? So they tied it into the game that they bought just for the movie. Hmm. Yeah, and, um, apparent, and, uh, we were one, I was, I was, I didn't know which exactly Atari system this was in the movie, it was Atari 5200 that was, uh, being played in the movie. I know it well. Those were the days. Those were the days. Those and were the, the days! The elderly couple in the movie were actually married in real life for approximately 56 years. Did they also die in an exploding plane? No, didn't right. die in an exploding plane. Old age? That's so but, boring. And another weird thing, the elderly couple, who were married for 56 years in real life, both had parts in the original Psycho. And then, Richard Franklin, who directed this movie went on to direct Psycho 2, and then Henry Thomas would go on to play a young Norman Bates in Psycho 4. Psychotic. Psychotic, indeed. I've never seen Psycho 4. I didn't didn't even even know there was a Psycho 4. I just remember the one with Vince Vaughn. That was a that's remake. The re- that's the yeah, I know. Only ten minutes. I mean, I've seen the original I, I, one. I never. I, I knew Psycho Two. I knew as far as Psycho Two. I didn't know they made anything further. Yeah, no. apparently they uh, did. Anthony Perkins come back for all of them. There are some know. franchises. I'm just going with the first one and a remake. That's all you're gonna get out. I of won't me. even give the remake. Yeah, the geez, Anthony day. Anthony Perkins was in all of them. I mean, why not, right? 
Psycho 3 was made in 86. What a... That's such a long... When was Psycho 2 made? 83. What a long time to make a sequel. The first one 23 was... years. Okay. 60. That seems yeah. appropriate. That's like, it's like... This is almost similar to like the original Texas Chainsaw. They didn't make a sequel for like 10 years. And Toby Hooper was like, well, let's make for, a satire. For part two? Yeah. Yeah. And Psycho 4 was a TV movie. Psycho 4, the beginning. That doesn't even count. It's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation, with Matthew McConaughey. No, we don't need to talk about that movie, Ryan. What? We don't need to talk about that. Sorry. Oh, it's a bad no. movie. He had a mechanical leg. He did. <laughs> <laughs> he moved it with a rope. And Re- Renee Zellweger. <laughs> yeah, she was going to prom, and all of a sudden, you got Leatherface, and he's a transvestite. You've never seen that? No. Oh. Yeah, it's, we should watch the it sometime. The Next Generation, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. With Matthew McConaughey. Texas Chainsaw Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, it's it's Texas Chainsaw 4, essentially. The Next Generation. I'll pretend that didn't happen. Well, we'll watch it. It was was one of those movies that I saw, and it's it's not often where I don't feel like I can finish a movie. (laughs) That was one of them. I remember seeing it when I was younger, like on HBO. What year? 93 maybe something like that yeah it was an early McConaughey film it was I don't even it might have been before um um Daisy and Confused I don't know I'm so proud of him I just think mm-hmm. that, I just think he's awesome uh, <laughs> alright <laughs> 94 was Texas Chainsaw Massacre the next generation boom Zellweger McConaughey vehicle Weird. Yeah. Anyways, back to Cloak and Dagger, which we keep straying so far away from. The movie starts off, and it's like a spy movie. You see this guy come in with an American flag parachute. (laughs) Uh, He zips it into his backpack. He's got cigarette darts. He's got... Triple uh, X. A saw watch. He's got... People are being stabbed. A sheik accidentally stabbed himself. Uh, a woman That's goes to true. shoot him. She gets shot in the chest yeah, via ricochet. That's hilarious. She's like, uh, shoot you. Well, no, you, ricochet. He, he had a bulletproof beret. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I didn't notice that. I noticed the watch with the yeah, he, saw. He, the he, saw that he, comes he out He took of the, the, the head off to like an attempt to bow to her, but he knew her game. So when he, she went to shoot him, he deflected the bullet with his beret. Mm-hmm. It was it was Whoa. pretty fucking OG. And then all of a sudden, agent. giant red and yellow blocks start rolling down the street. Right. And it's like, okay, this movie isn't about a spy. Fourth that we wall thought. broken. It's, it's all about D20s. <laughs> it's about D20s. Yeah, that was pretty And the, it's kids actually playing a game. They're playing a game of the Atari game that they play, but they've they've turned it into their own little role-playing game. It's yeah. not any sort of sanctioned. They've built some sort of, like... Like a little like terrarium yeah. type of deal going on. Uh, what are those things called that you made in school? Uh, diorama. Diorama. That's what I was thinking. Why did I say terrarium? That's oh. the same thing. That's the same. Yeah. That's similar. Yeah. Terrarium usually has something like live. Living. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like you got your diorama. They were playing the little game. Uh, Henry Thomas's character Davy is always winning. He is upsetting. He made his... the fucking game. Yeah, That's he made why. the game. I think that I think that Morris guy made the game. He was creepy. They yeah, were, what was that? They were somehow friends. He, he was B. You know who that was? Holy shit! I knew I recognized. He looked familiar. It was William Forsythe. That's weird. That is fucking really weird. That's hmm. really weird. I was like the whole time. I'm like, who? That he looks so. Who is this fucking neck? But the beard yeah. was throwing off. I that's, that's probably like that's people, before he was even in like uh, raising Arizona and shit. It's like Jeez. When people creep you out and you don't. You're like, what? Why? Okay. Yeah, that was William Forsythe. Holy crap! That is. And I remember seeing Bill Forsythe in the thing, and I was like, oh, I wonder if that's William Forsythe. And then I never saw him in the movies. I was like, oh, I guess it wasn't him. It was just somebody with the name Bill Forsythe <laughs> instead of William Forsythe. Like, oh, that's kind of weird, but uh. Yeah, wow, that is, that's pretty yeah, wild. Yeah, he looked that, rough. Yeah, the way his character looked, I would imagine him as a Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope he was in, intent on being billed as Bill. Yeah, I, I don't, I still don't understand how that was their friend. Uh, their parents 
terrible parents in yeah. this movie. Just let them go to the mall by themselves. Well, with the, the, uh, the friend thing, let's get back to that. I mean, the kid was obviously very obsessed with the gaming, whether it be tabletop or in the Yeah, the and the guy owned a, he owned a gaming store. Yeah. yeah, so I can see how they made that connection. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, that's not too far But the guy couldn't have been friends with anybody else his own age? Well, listen, he, there's a he lot was, of things he, he was definitely an Aspie. <laughs> there's a lot of things that happened in this movie that if in this day and age, if even came close to occurring, everyone in this situation would be arrested or dead. Yes. So. Uh, it, yeah, it was just very over the top. Uh, in the be- I mean, in the beginning, they go, they go to get these pamphlets or catalogs for Morris from the... Tectonics, Textonics, which I was always technology company. I don't know whatever the fuck they are. It was Textronics. Textronics. Um, Tectonic. How? Why would they they just let give these kids this information? I thought the that they were going to get Twinkies. Okay, they that they were, but they also were going to get these catalogs. I missed and, that because part. they can because kids can just walk up to any counter. And ask for things. Here we and are. The, Can we please have the files? Yeah. And some things for the mu- food machine? What did yeah. you call it? Where's the food machine? Where's your food machine? <laughs> Where's your food machine? <laughs> Does it vent cigarettes? Yeah. <laughs> When's the flight takeoff? Can you tell me? And then like, they have well, those yeah, big walkie-talkie things. Oh, yeah. The ca- Lady Ace, Kim, and Davey. He didn't have a nickname other than Jack Flack. I think that's what the name he went by. Yeah. Too many people were Jack Flack. His dad was Jack Flack at the end of the movie. His dad, Jaden Dan, become played Jack Flack. Jack Flack was in an Atari game wearing a creepy overcoat. Uh, Similarly titled to the film. Cloaking Dagger. Just a few iterations there. So, when they go to get the catalogs, though, you were talking about how kids that couldn't get away with some of this stuff. He's running through the lobby with a with a toy gun. A very good gun. It was a BB gun. It was a very realistic... No, it was what a squirt was gun. It was like a oh, is that, I, I thought he was putting BBs into it no, when no, they left. No, the, like the red blood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he put fake blood in it, and then was just running around by the it, gun. It was looked... in, like, the same shape container with the nozzle that BBs would come mm-hmm. in in the thousands. Yeah, it I, was. I, I thought it was a BB gun when he no, was it. No, it was just a... I mean, back then, guns, toy guns were more convincing. Right, I plenty of toy guns that were more convincing than nowadays. I'm sure they all... I mean, they used to always sell a lot of them with red, orange chips anyways, and then you just right. spray paint it. This so one then, did not have an orange Doing, doing hood rat stuff with my friends. Yeah, yeah. so you spray paint the But he was, tips. like, crawling army, walking through, like, the lobby of a major metropolitan building. It was like Silicon Valley Jr. Yeah. And then he, and then because he had this imaginary friend, a lot of the movie I wasn't sure if things were actually happening or if it was real. But everything in this movie actually happened. There wasn't it wasn't all just in his imagination, like oh he was grounded and like he just came up with a scenario. Or he was mentally but all, Ill. all the guidance he was receiving was definitely a figment of his imagination. Yes. We cannot rule out the fact that this kid was crazy. Yeah. He Why was is he crazy Ill. for having an imaginary friend? He was because old. his friend told him to kill people. He did tell him to kill people, <laughs> and he did shoot a person. He so killed somebody. He did kill a person. But that person was going to kill him. Self-defense. It, 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 it doesn't matter if it was self-defense his imaginary friend told him pick up the gun pick up the gun self-defense i'm not i'm not saying it wasn't self-defense but he had somebody that wasn't there telling him what to do guiding his every move yeah it was, it was some, definitely some drop dead fred but about video games going on right i guess drop dead fred never told anybody to kill anybody so no, no he just, just pancaked his face in the refrigerator no it just <laughs> said when you're having a nervous breakdown in your late 20s take a bunch of pills and then your imaginary <laughs> friend will go away that's what Drop Dead Fred is about. It works for most people. Yeah, Just pills, take this pills, pills. And go marry that guy that makes salad, loves the salad you make all the time, whatever his name is. Tim Matheson uh-huh. from Animal House. Yep. And you know who wrote Animal House? Harold, Harold Ramis. Ramis. Damn it. <laughs> it all comes back. I love Drop Dead Fred. Did you ever watch yeah. that for this? No. No. We could. I mean, it, mm, it's, it's a pretty borderline. It is. It's a pretty wacky cultish. movie. 
It's definitely a cultish type of wacky. I don't think 90s I realized comedy. what that was about until we watched it. I watched it older when it came on Netflix, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like she's totally losing her shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm like crazy shit. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. That is what this movie. But this was like. But yeah, and then the the kid, weirder, the kid, he more violent. This kid witnesses a murder. He he. He sees it happen. Somebody being beat up. It looks like in, yeah. a, in a in a window. He sees the reflection of the window, and this guy, scientist, FBI type of guy, comes out. Help me! Yeah, it doesn't even like take this. Run! And he gives him an Atari video game. Tell the FBI. A cloak and dagger video a game. Tape. A tape. It they was a calling, tape. They kept calling it tape. And it, when I was a kid, we had, I had Nintendo, but I also had an Atari. Oh, my parents had had it, before, obviously, before I was born. But, like, nobody... I never heard anybody call fucking... It's not a cartridge. It's because they weren't tapes. They were cartridges. Yeah, I never heard anybody call it a tape. <laughs> there weren't any moving I feel like I feel like that's something my grandma called it. Give me that like, tape. There's, the, there's your Nintendo tape. Put in the <laughs> Mario tape. <laughs> grandma, this is 2005. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, there's still people that call every video game system a Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. That it definitely true. happens. Well, at least still. they're living in the glory days of Nintendo. Yeah, true. Well, Nintendo just cornered that market where they were just the top one for a long time. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's some people that might say, oh, turn on the Sega. The Sega. Sega. I always hate it when people would say Sega. Sega? Yeah. I'd say Sega. Yeah, Sega. Sega. I never said Sega. I said Sega. Sega. I said Sega. Like the Sega Genesis, yeah. Sega. I said Sega. Sega always sounded more Jap to me, so I yeah. stuck with that. Yeah. There wow. You go. And the commercials they make Sega. They wouldn't say Sega. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> it doesn't sound good. Whatever. It just doesn't sound it's good. Okay. Anyways, the kid witnesses a murder. He watches this guy get shot numerous times right in front of his face, and then fall down. A the guy falls down a fucking stairwell. And then they start shooting at this child. <laughs> this movie is full of grown men shooting at a child. Wearing sweatsuits. Wearing, swe- wearing a sweatsuit and or members only jacket. <laughs> shooting a small child or trying to stab him. I'm punching through a door to yes. get to him. The, the kid, he tries to tell everybody this is happening. Of course, nobody believes him because he's just a fucking kid. So it's just like, oh, you know, fuck this kid. He does, he's making this shit up. Whack. He already has an imaginary friend. Why should we believe this whack job? Who would ever try to murder a child? Yeah, who would murder a child? You know, it's just this kid that's running around with a gun all, all day. Uh, everyone thinks he's crazy. I mean, he is kind of crazy. He has the fucking imaginary friend who is also played by Danny Coleman, who plays his dad. I'm not sure if I mentioned that. Uh, even the cop that drops him off later says... Uh, you might want to consider some help for, yeah. this, for your child. And when he tells crackers. the cop who did it, and he's like, I don't know, some sort of Nazis or something. <laughs> Just like he immediately like, jumps to Nazis. Nazis, probably. Yeah. Maybe they were Russian. But the kid has clearly... I don't... See, you're, you're saying that he's crazy and that he developed... He has this imaginary friend who's telling him to kill people. But he developed this imaginary friend... Because his dad, like, doesn't spend enough time with him. His daddy issues. So, yeah, yeah, there there were a lot of underlying factors throughout the movie. Yeah, so he has daddy issues, so, like, he... And mommy issues. Well, yeah, the mom's... His mom has passed away, and... She's dead. So, (laughs) yeah, she's dead. Yeah, she's she's taking a dirt nap. Yeah, taking a dirt nap, like Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. His mom died of a heroin overdose. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we didn't know how the mom died. They never said. Yeah, and for the record, it wasn't that, so... We don't know. Mm. She could've... She could've... It, we don't know. We don't know. She was addicted to OxyContin. She was addicted to uh, Atari 2600. Yeah, she died heroin. playing E.T. And then the kid went on to play Elliot. Mom or he played the Elliot, the E.T. How is this that? I wonder if this is just an extension of E.T., his he name was wasn't all, Elliot. His name was Davy. He was all fucked up from having been affiliated with a, a space being. Where was Drew Barrymore? In the years before <laughs> this movie was created. Yeah, where was Drew Barrymore? Why wasn't she in she this movie? She was reincarnated into the 36-year-old I mean, body movie, of that 8-year-old girl. I mean, this movie came out two two years after E.T., so what, Drew Barrymore was 
probably doing a lot of coke and heroin at the time, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> at the ripe old age of ten. <laughs> no, well, that's when she started. <laughs> Little girl lost. Well, she's doing fine now. Yeah, she's whatever. There's kids or something. Tom she's Green. fine now, right? She like she like makes movies now, right? I don't know. Was the last movie she was in? I don't know. The Wedding Singer. I don't know. I was Fever Pitch. Yeah, that's it. It's the last movie I watched with her. Charlie's Angels 2 or 3 or 4. Yeah, those movies are absolutely With Bill awful. Murray. Charlie's Angels movies are movies we should watch on here because, especially the second one, is fucking insane. It is the one of the most insane movies I've ever seen in my entire life. It's a movie that makes absolutely zero sense and jump. It's like, it's like 500 music videos shoved into it a is. movie. Because it's just like, oh, now they're nuns, and now they're on motocross bikes, and now they're doing this, and now they're doing this, and now this, and oh, here's Bernie Mac, because he replaced Bill Murray. Yeah. And that makes sense, because they're brothers, but they're black. But he's black. And now Shia LaBeouf's in this movie, he has a giant fro. And now he's adopted by Bernie Mac. And then, it's a fuck. But when Bill Murray was in it, you know who else he was associated with? He's trying to do the Crispin Glover thing again. Who was in Back to the Future with Michael J. Fox. I don't care. Who was in Family Ties, which was a TV show. And you know what else was a TV show? The real Ghostbusters. You know what that was based off of? Ghostbusters written by Harold Ramis. Thank you. <laughs> I took oh, it the wrong way. I like how you were like looking at me like, where the fuck are you going? Please, please come back. I could have linked to the Christopher Lloyd. That might have been easier. Camp Nowhere, which is where that whole joke went. Nowhere. We don't want to talk about Camp Nowhere I right now. I loved Camp Nowhere. No, you didn't. Nobody yeah. loved Camp I Nowhere. I did. I everybody loved loved it. it. Everybody loved Heavyweights, not Camp Nowhere. I watched Camp Nowhere, and I was in love uh, with the Australian I, boy that played guitar in that movie. I, I did like Camp Nowhere. Yeah. More than Boom. Heavyweights? I hate Ben Stiller. Yeah, yeah, I did like Camp Major Nowhere pain. more than Heavyweights. Even as a child? Yeah. We're older than you, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Dick's dragging in the dirt. But anyways, Heavyweight's way better than Camp Nowhere. I saw Camp Nowhere in theaters when it came out. I know all about Camp Nowhere. Whoa. I was pumped because Christopher Lloyd was in it. Okay. That's the only last he, thing he I remember him being. He brushed a door jam with his toothbrush. Yeah, that's the last thing you remember Christopher Lloyd being in? Yeah. He's been in a lot of stuff. He was in Piranha 3D and Piranha 3 no, D. No, that did not happen for my eyeballs. He was in The Birds. He no, he's not. That no. Was, no, that's Mrs. Face Dern. Yeah. What am I thinking of? You're probably thinking of the Burbs, but you're wrong. This is what's happening. Yeah, Christopher oh. Lloyd's not in the Burbs. There's okay. a lot of movies, but not the Burbs. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> back to the movie. Uh, yeah, the mom, the dad. Um, they have a really shitty relationship. The kid hates his dad, uh, and then like how he was telling his dad when he's playing the game, he's like, "I gotta play the game. I gotta see." Why this guy wanted this so bad. And blah, 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 blah. And he's like, a man was killed for this, Dad. Right. A man was killed for this. And his dad could give, one time. could give two fucks. Um, well, then it didn't help his case that it took whatever many levels. Yeah, it took like to 500 to levels to get to the... Yeah, and was, so if you're trying to support the theory that someone's trying to kill you over the tape... That you're carrying around with you. One thing I wanted to know too was what does the little girl's mom think about all this? She wants she to fuck She just wants the to dad. fuck the dad. The dad clearly has some issues with the whole spy thing and like his kids over, his imagination is just off the wall and his dad is frustrated with it. But the mom of the little girl seemed to not care. She's just a slut. She just wanted to do yeah. um, the The little girl had to give her some, drop some knowledge on her. She's he's not your type, mom. She's in the military or something. Yeah, like I don't know. She was very. Go get me some ball balls, mom. And then all of a sudden, the dad leaves to go to work, and the kid goes back inside, and a baseball comes flying through the window. It was his baseball. <laughs> it was a grenade. How they figured out where he lived based off of. I guess they could look it up in the phone book. Yeah, the little kids' them? names aren't in the phone book. No, not but the last name. Yeah, how many you know people that probably named Osborne in the in the San Antonio area? Yeah. More than one. That he had the name on the baseball. Yeah, they yeah. just uh, tracked him down. I guess. Yeah. So they tracked local they, school. They, and they tracked him down, and these bad guys come barging through the house, wanted. busting down the windows. 
uh, sweatsuits. Busted the, the one guy busted the fucking door like it's a horror movie. Oh, it was like yeah. <laughs> it was like scary as fuck. It was like what the hell's going on in this movie? The other guy like got his hand in the window and then was just kind of like flopping his he, arm. He kind of just posed. There. Yeah, he didn't yeah. really doing much. The other guy had all the force and punching yeah. through walls and shit. And then they uh, these guys were just ridiculous. Uh, one thing I want to mention real quick before when he brings the game to Morris and Morris is like, oh, there's a microchip inside this. And he unscrews the game, and he figures out... He gets, like, a huge boner when he's, like, playing. Yeah, he's, like, like oh, jumping oh, up and down, he's, like, playing it. Yeah, it was just, he's, like, it, shaking. Yeah, it was very and weird. And the hands on the joystick were not visible, so it just looked yeah. really bizarre. Re- yeah, just really weird things going on. But the bad guys end up kidnapping Kim, and they tell uh, Davey, if he tells anyone... They're gonna break her in half. Yeah. Like this movie is oh so overly violent towards kids, <laughs> and it's a chill. It's a children's movie, which, are granted, when we were growing up, kids movies were a lot different, and I love that about kids movies. Yeah. But this movie like took it to a different level. Yeah, it was like, like outright abuse. Because I get like you get like a Gremlins or like a Little Monsters or like something like that where it's kind of fucked up, but it's not like too fucked up. Yeah, uh, I, I doll was fucked up. I'd though. say the <laughs> only, the closer thing to I this is fucked up. One cl- one thing that could possibly be anywhere near close to this uh, would be uh, Monster Squad, mm-hmm. but. It's like monsters trying to kill kids, so it's like I guess it's, it's a not little realistic vibe. Yeah. It's not as yeah, it's, it's not realistic. You got like the fucking mummy and the wolf man and the, the creature in the black lagoon running always... after them instead of guys with machine guns and uh, you know knives and everything else. They're just running around trying to kill these kids. And there is like part of it where you're you're thinking that he's still imagining it, but once. It switches and you realize what's happening. It's like, dude, what? So yeah. I guess maybe they thought it would be okay if it was like, well, maybe not trying to kill them, but... But he totally is, though, the whole yeah. movie. So it's like, like ultimately, if that it, is the case. If it ended where he was just, it was just all him playing the game... Right. Then, whatever, it wasn't Rush as, it off. as uh, absurd, but... But he's going to have to live the rest of his <laughs> life knowing that he killed a man. Yeah. And that he was being chased down and watched a man be murdered, watched multiple people be murdered. Yeah. Oh, and a plane blew up and killed some geriatrics. Yeah. <laughs> Try, attempted kidnapping by old elderly his people. Be- his one really good friend was murdered. He had to lay in the trunk with the dead body for for a, oh, like a couple times. Yeah. Uh it's just, just he had to go through some really dramatic things in this movie. And the one guy who was the main, one of the main bad guys, Mr. Rice, he was really creepy and zombie-like. He was very just like, Yeah, I don't know what that was. Yeah. a lot lurching up to him. Yeah, it was very, very weird. Um, And then, the, the, they just, yeah, when they're chasing the kid, they're chasing him in a van, they try to hit him with the van. Yeah. At one point, and uh, the kid just runs off... I like when he just ran off the bus. The bus driver didn't even stop and let him off. He just kept driving. <laughs> <laughs> roll, two times in this movie, that kid just had to jump from a moving vehicle. <laughs> the was, boat. Oh, three times. There you go. The boat, the plane, and the bus. The bus was more ridiculous, I think, because the guy kind of just stopped. He almost got run over by the plane, though. Oh, God, yeah. That was sketchy, because you know it wasn't... That wasn't the green screen or anything. No! And that wasn't, like, any sort of... There was no that CG was effects. Twilight Zone that doing was, it live shit. That was a fucking stuntman. Doing or, it live. And he almost got hit by a fucking plane. It was scary as <laughs> fuck. It was scary as fuck. Get out of here, kid. Now don't get run over. Because, I, I mean, if it was green screen, we saw the green screen effects in this movie. They, were they weren't very good. And they were shit. Yeah. They were complete shit. Looks like if you cut a picture out of MS Paint and put it up against another different, completely... A different picture in the background. Yeah, it was just, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, you keep speaking of old people. There's some old people that uh, Davy meets throughout the movie. He runs into them a couple times. He thinks that they're trying to help him. They just seem like innocent old people. They end up being the masterminds behind the the entire operation. It just uh, goes to show and proves my theory. Don't trust old people. Never trust old people. <laughs> no. 
No. I live with them. I don't trust them. They could they could they could be trying to blow up uh, your your friend, your best friend. Kidnap you. Kidnap there was you. So much kidnapping. Yes, lots of kidnapping and sh- and gunshots and Morris was shot gunned down while playing the video game. Probably jerking off. Okay. You're saying it's okay for to say about Morris jerking off, but when me and Ryan mentioned the dad bringing his son into the bedroom while undressing... You guys are making kitty rape jokes. That's fucking weird. What the fuck do you think Morris is doing? Yeah, you're talking about Morris jerking off while playing the game while Davey's sitting right there. I thought that he was gone. He was gone when he got shot, but not when he initially gave him the game and got a boner over playing it. Well, yeah, I find your certain eyes, jokes have been poor taste. I have a higher, I have a highbrow comedy yeah. preference. It sounds like it. Then yep. you must be a Harold Ramis fan. Yeah. Oh, my oh. God. Wow. <laughs> but uh, the old people, he figures out that they're behind it because the person they're supposed to drop off the game to has three fingers. <laughs> and the, the old woman has three creepy fingers. <laughs> and... I, I, they were all they and she just so strategically just happened to have like oh they were all together. I think it would have been creepier if it was like one over here and like you know like this. She just had like a fucking like lobster Wolf claw, <laughs> a fucking Jimmy Snooker hand going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then the kid gets chloroformed by the old people. Oh, like, this I kid goes through some that. Like, fucked up parts, and they put him in the trunk with his dead friend. Yeah, Who said that. But after well, they chloroformed him. Yeah, he hid in the trunk with the dead friend at one point. But, but then, then he was also chloroformed and stuck back in the trunk with the dead friend. Oh my god. And then Davy escapes the one time, and he's literally the worst driver ever. Well, I mean, granted, he's only like 10 years old. <laughs> but he crashes into everything. Helitarian Milton did. And then one guy goes, don't shoot at my car. And the car's already fucked up anyways. And then five seconds later, he's shooting at his car. Like, what the fuck did you just say to not shoot at your car for? You realize it wasn't going to get any better. (laughs) He better accept the situation. And this is when you learn that they put a bomb on Kim in her walkie-talkie. And it's enough explosives to blow her up and half her neighborhood. (laughs) I I missed the part where they actually put it in. Oh, they didn't show that part. Okay. They just said that they did. And it actually was in there. And then, the kid also, another near-death experience, he's in the phone booth, and they go crash into the phone booth with the fucking van. <laughs> he narrowly escapes. Like, what a traumatic experience for this child. That's a Jack Flack. He survived Like, that and one. the only scrape he got was he scraped his knee on the ground, and which caused him to limp for some reason the rest of the movie, and he was barely running when he scraped his knee. He had a boo-boo. Yeah, he had a boo-boo. So then, he... Makes the one guy shoot his friend uh, with the machine gun on accident. He's like, but you're not a good shot with the machine gun. And starts running in zigzags. I'm going to taunt you. Yeah. And he shoots, his, he shoots the other guy. And then he picks up the gun because the imaginary friend tells him to. Jack I guess Flack. we haven't really talked about much about Jack Flack, the imaginary friend. He's, he's there the whole movie. He's there the whole movie. Guiding this Guiding child. Guiding this child. Through all the thick and thin. And he's the one that tells him to go back to with the bad guys. <laughs> he's like, you can't just go straight towards the goal. You gotta take down the blah, the bad guys and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's just like, what the fuck is going on? But I mean, Kill it's... people, It's Jimmy. in, his, it's in his head, though, so it's him saying it to himself, essentially. And the kid's like... The, the guy thinks he has the little red goo inside the gun again. And the, he's like, well, I got real bullets. I'm gonna shred you to meat. In three seconds. And he goes, he's like, but you know what? I'm not going to shred you into meat. I'm going to take out both your kneecaps and then shoot you in the stomach and then just watch you die. And you're going to beg for death, but I'm going to let you bleed out. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? It's like fucked up for a kid's movie. Like, they're going to watch, this guy's going to shoot the kid in the kneecap stomach and then watch him just bleed out and die. And then... The part I really don't understand about this movie, there's, I just don't... Which part? The This part <laughs> in the end, when the guy shoots the wall where Jack Flack is standing, who is an imaginary person, 
But somehow it is a, he's projected onto the wall. Yeah, the the child somehow projected his inner psyche to distract the uh, assailant, and while he was busy shooting, is that really is that what you is that what we're the consensus as to what happened? I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, in in uh, extreme situations of duress, people can do superhuman things. Like, my baby is trapped under a vehicle. I'm going to lift it up, even though I weigh 70 pounds. Yeah, but, like... Th- uh, uh, I don't I... know. It was a projection of his mind onto the wall. Distracted the guy so he could, you know... I don't know where he shot him. But he put one bullet into him, and the guy fell into the river. Because yeah, Jack Flack... he shot him, was like... And he, oh! and Jack Flack told him to pick up the gun and shoot him. Shoot him! Shoot him! But then, yeah, so he shoots the guy. Maybe he shot him in the head. Maybe he shot him in the head. I don't know. I, I didn't hear any Quake-esque headshot. <laughs> no. But, okay, so it says, look it. During the fight, Jack Flack urges Davy to set the two spies into crossfire, causing one to kill the other. He then convinces Davy to pick up the gun of the dead spy. When he is then concerned, Jack Flack attempts to d- a distraction, causing Davy to look off to the side. Thing that's a, uh, this is makes so much more sense than what you're saying. <laughs> Davy looks off to the side, making it seem as if somebody else was a, was arriving. Oh, like, so oh, look over there, and the guy shoots over there because he thinks somebody else. Because he yells, he goes, Jack, and he, he thinks looks. somebody else is arriving, so that guy shoots over there. That makes so much more sense than this no, child obviously a projecting of his subconscious onto the, the wall. Guy, the guy looked over there, acknowledged that there was nothing, and emptied a clip into the wall. Anyway. He didn't. He just immediately shot. But he kept shooting. Yeah, because he has a machine gun. Regardless, I, I'm still sticking with the crazy story. All right, we'll and, stick with the crazy story. Psychic child. Yeah, but then. Davy is like, I'm done playing this game, I'm done! So he's finally battling his inner demons, defeating them, and he watches his imaginary friend die right in front of well, him. That's only Blood beca- just pouring that's out That's only of him. because when Jack was being the, descri- the uh, distraction... He got shot fucking a million times. Yeah, but he couldn't be hurt because he was a figment of Davy's imagination. But when Davy said, I'm done with this, he smashed his little... Like D D figure, yeah, and that made Jack mortal. Yeah, like Freddy Krueger. Like when they bring him into the real world from the dream world. Yeah, and then you can kill him. So Davy shot him. Davy, we just didn't see this. And Davy's like, "Fuck you, Jack." Yeah, we don't know the other side of the story. No, just murdered him, cold blood. There's so much, so much, so much violence. And you know what? Other, you know what else was in this movie? Louis Anderson. Yeah. And Neil bizarre. deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> Neil they DeGrasse didn't even fucking Tyson. say anything. They he just, did have a line. Well, he like turned to him and was like, Ugh. "He's like, yeah. you, you want to smart snort this crystal meth hey, off the car horn? One day I'll jump off of a high jump into a pool on TV. I was in Coming to America and Family Feud." Coming to America at least is like a decent credit. Well, Family <laughs> Feud is not, did, did so that's why I said it. Yeah, yeah, uh, Louie. Life with Louie. That's Louis. what it was called, Life with Louie. Yeah. Life with Louie. Yeah. Uh, it was a cartoon. I liked it. It was funny. I did watch Life with Louie. It was a funny cartoon. But remember when he was Life on with Louie should combine with Bobby's World. They were kind of similar yeah, in they were. the art styles. Do you remember? And they both moved on to be game show hosts. What was the... They did. I think Howie Mandel, a little bit more successful than... Uh, well, he had a he's been on more... multiple game shows and uh, been pretty consistent. He had a little uh, more successful face. Yeah. He's still he's still on that other show. What's that, talent? I, I want to use Louie Anderson to open my beer bottles. <laughs> there is someone on IMDb that makes an argument that kids... This is what we were saying earlier. The kids are namby pambies and they're softer these days because of technology. But also, like, 
I don't know, like the Goonies. They're I feel softer. like was comparable to like this kind of shit where it was like, what the there fuck? There is almost child murder in Goonies, I guess, but yeah. it's not as extensive as this. No, there but are... I mean, it, a lot of eighties kids movies were always like. I mean, if what? kids these days saw sloth, they would wet their pants. Yeah, mm, maybe they they well, would they also... wouldn't embrace the hey you guys. But I'm mean, gonna have my kids watch that stuff. Well, P, if you look at PG '80s movies today, like they'd never get. Oh well, yeah, with that Transformers shit. the movie's PG, and they say shit and damn in it. It's a cartoon, right? So I mean, it happens. Anyways, the end of this movie is absolutely uh, just as ridiculous as the rest of the movie. They go to the airport. The girl has a bomb on her. Nobody knows. She's trying to tell the uh, police at the airport that there's some shit going down. They're like, what the hell is this little girl talking about? She knows so much. She's eight years old. She's giving me life lessons, telling me about she how she's doing. She's trying to. She's trying to convince the a cop he should divorce his wife. He's not happy. He needs to move on. Uh, you know, whatever. She's a therapist apparently, yeah. and Dr. she, Doctor uh, <laughs> Lady Ace. She, uh, but then Davy runs into her, grabs the bomb. He gets held hostage by the old people. Who he tries to convince her, his parents, so he can get kind of close to them to get the game. Yeah. Um, I have a huge problem here coming up that I just thought about. And they're on the plane, they kidnap Davey. How did his dad get in the pilot seat? Yeah, I wasn't sure about that. I don't know. <coughs> Somehow he was his, at the airport. Yeah, his dad was at the airport and knew everything was going on. And somehow ran out there and switched places with the pilot or something. Or maybe when they said they need a pilot, he just ran it's out It's me! Because he had the hat on his military. He, well, he was in the Air Force. Yeah, so he just looks like, oh, okay, you know, or whatever. And so the bomb's about to blow up. They're try- they, and then when they go to defuse it, they're like, the guy's just like, I don't know! <laughs> like, like you had no nobody told you anything about this bomb. Like, if you if you somehow they, come in they contact, were, they with were it, double crossed. They weren't double crossed by the people who gave the handoff that also died. It was like an insurance policy. They weren't double crossed by them. The old people weren't. The, the bomb wasn't with them. The bomb was with the little girl. They didn't know the little girl was going to show up. But the people they had the trade off with were the ones that set the bomb. Yeah, but just to blow up the little girl. Not to blow up them. Just to blow up the little fucking girl. Yeah. Yeah, because they want their cartridge back. Yeah, they just wanted to blow up the girl. But the old people already had the cartridge yeah, at that point. But the, yeah, they just wanted to blow up the little girl in half her neighborhood. <laughs> they didn't know the little girl was gonna show up at the airport. They did just the bomb was on up. the little girl because it was in her water. What does the cartridge have to do with it? They just wanted the car. They they got the cartridge. It was all accomplished. Yeah, that was already over and done. With. Yeah, yeah. They, they just still just to wanted to kill up. the kids. Vengeance. Oh, they knew too much. Okay. Revenge killing. Yeah, and they knew too much. They yeah, couldn't let them silence those children. Yeah, so blow them up and shoot them. I, I thought the parents... I thought maybe get rid of all of the evidence because we already got the payoff. But then it didn't work out the way they planned, and they all died anyway. No, they are the payoff was happening, and they already got it, and. It's happening. They, they were. That's why they're on the plane. They're getting on the plane to Mexico City. No, I'm talking City. about the people that died. Oh, like, they already got their money. Yeah, but they're all dead. Oh yeah. So yes. like the the bomb was planted before they died. So yeah, I just thought, but just to blow up the little girl. Yeah. Oh, I, I thought it might have been like an insurance policy. No, but there's no way to reverse it because they were all dead. No, it was simply just to blow up the little okay. girl. She just so happened to show. Maybe I'm thinking too far into it. You are thinking too far into it. And they held her over the canyon before that. I don't know. Obviously, they weren't be, they weren't terribly sympathetic to children. Uh, no, they weren't. But then. The the plane blows up. Davy gets off just in time out the window. His dad shoves him out. The plane blows up with the old people in it, and Davy and the game cartridge. And so his dad ends up being alive. Green screen, walking out of the flames. Uh, it just ends with dad love, just hugging. I miss you, dad. I love you. Crying. Fade to black. My issue is here, shouldn't they have tried to grab that cartridge? Didn't the military and FBI or something want that cartridge yeah. to begin with? Like, they didn't want those bad people to have it. But the they point, already had the information. The point of this movie? No, they didn't. Why did the FBI guy hand it off if they had the information? It was only on that cartridge. It's blown up, gone forever. Now the military will never be able to make those jets we saw the plans of. Stealth bombers? Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, they've got plenty of them. Yeah, but well, they couldn't make them in 1984. We had to wait like eight years. Yeah, until they found another cloak and dagger, dagger game. <laughs> How did the bomb even get on the plane? Because the little girl wasn't on it. No, the he grabbed. He oh. grabbed it because he knew that the uh, Davy knew the bomb was in the walkie-talkie. So he didn't want her to blow up, so he grabbed it. Oh, and okay. then they kidnapped him. But I don't think the old people knew that that was the extreme measure right. that their lackeys took to blow up, to kill a small child. Okay. Was to put a giant bomb that could blow up an entire plane on this or a city little block. kid. Yes. They were going to just. That's how bad they wanted to kill this little girl. Yeah. And she really didn't even do much. She ran her mouth. She, she just smoked cigarettes. Yeah. Many cigarettes. So the moral of the story is: uh-huh. don't play video games or smoke cigarettes. By the way, the you, the who composed this the music for this movie, Brian May, not the same Brian May as uh, from Queen. That's unfortunate. He's just a film composer. Mad Max, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies, uh, Doctor Giggles, Night at the Opera. Yeah, uh, we should. We need to watch that Phantom of the Opera movie I downloaded with <laughs> yeah. Robert uh, Robert England as the Phantom, the '90s Phantom of the Opera movie I never knew existed. That sounds terrifying. It sounds worse than the Gerard Buttface one. No, this looks fucking. It looks terrifying. It's Robert England. Do you remember? It looks like a horror Gerard movie. Buttface one. Yeah, I never watched it, but this looks like a horror movie almost. Oh. And Robert England is the. Is Robert the... England was Freddy Krueger. I know who he is. Okay. Then why does it sound awful? Insulted. Because it's a Phantom of the Opera with Robert England. It might be good. I don't know. But I downloaded it, so we'll have to watch it. Um, But yeah, Cloak and Dagger was ridiculous. It's it's definitely an 80s movie I've never never seen. Uh, I I remember seeing bits and pieces growing up because I would always get it confused with Flight of the Navigator. Yeah. And Henry Thomas was also in that, right? That was him? I feel, yeah. I know you're talking He was the kid in Flight of the Navigator. So... Uh, somehow I always got this crossed with that. I don't have any visceral memory of of this movie, but I remember a lot of Henry Thomas. I absorbed a lot of stuff that boys watched because I grew up with boys in my neighborhood. Well, I guess it wasn't Henry Thomas in Flight of the Navigator. The kid just looks a lot like him. He's just a weird pseudo kid. Yeah, this kid looks a lot like him. It's not him, though. It's some other kid. Joey Kramer. No. Joey Kramer. Anyways. Yeah, so this yeah, this movie was pretty uh pretty out there for a kids movie. Lots of violence That's towards bizarre. kids. It was it was bizarre and it was like this crazy kid with this imaginary friend and he's wanting to kill people and there's some deep deep layers to this movie. The only movie that's out like this now that I could think of that would be Pan's Labyrinth and it's not for kids. No, it's not. I just pulled that out of my head. Or ass. anything like this movie. <laughs> well, there's according to um, Manfred Kratz from Germany, Cloak and Dagger is the best American movie I've ever watched. Every child should get the possibility to watch this movie. Whoa. The movie is old, but... Is that a reason to not watch it? The <laughs> acting of Henry Thomas, who played the friend of E.T. in the past, was brilliant. Every moment, every second of this movie was exciting. Small boy disappointed by his father in reality was living with a an, an man in his fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was every moment he needed him at place? Oh, whoops. <laughs> the boy was hunted by criminals who wanted to get an computer game from him. But together with his friend in fantasy, he escaped every time and did his best to keep the game with him. At the end of this movie is a great explosion, and the boy thinks his hero is dead, but he is alive. But not in this way he has him in his mind. The hero who comes out of the explosion is his own father. From now on, his father is his hero, and the boy is forever back in reality. If you didn't notice that from the opening scene, considering his hero and his father were played by the same actor. The best part, the best ending part I have ever seen. The German name of the movie is Ein Toglatis Spiel. I'm proud to get this movie on an old VHS tape with the original cover after a long time I was searching for. I will keep this videotape as strong as the boy did keep his computer game, Cloak and Dagger. Oh my god. This movie was perfect. Dedication. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Must be nice. 
<laughs> nothing can top that review. <laughs> nothing can possibly top that review. There's nothing that can ever pop top that. I like that he pointed out how well Henry Thomas evaded the destruction of the disc or the tape. He until, took very good care of his video until game. Until the ultimate destruction of the tape at the end. Yeah. <laughs> With disregarding that completely. So, so if you want to watch an 80s movie with some uh like if you miss the way kids family kids movies used to be uh and you and this is and you and you're always like man I love how movies used to be like Goonies and Gremlins yeah, and Cloak and Dagger and Little Monsters uh check out Cloak and Dagger it's definitely along the same lines just takes things a little bit more to the extremes yeah uh, on Netflix it still says recommended for 8 to 10 year olds so I guarantee this is in the family section if you go to family on uh Netflix. Sure, probably is. So there you go. Jeez. It's a it's a pretty pretty ridiculous movie. Uh, next week, uh, recommended to us since we had mentioned Rowdy Rowdy Piper on this podcast before, uh, talking about They Live. We're going to watch the 1988 action comedy sci-fi Hell Comes to Frogtown. Kaboom! Boom. Kaboom! Hell is the name of the hero of the story. He is prisoner. Of the women who now run the USA after a nuclear biological war. Isn't his name Sam Hell? His name is Sam Hell. What in the Sam Hell? What in the Sam Hell? There's a bunch of people in this movie I have never heard of. Well, because they're famous frog actors, dude. Yeah, Well, I figured there might have been one person you who would have recognized their name or something, you know? Whole lot of nobodies. But yes, this movie was recommended to us on our Facebook page. You too can recommend some movies. Like we also have the recommendation for Two Bits and Pepper, <laughs> Joe Piscopo playing dual roles, Two Horses That Talk as well, Two Little Girls, Old Men, Chaos. But we didn't want to pay the $2 to watch it on Amazon Instant. I'm going to watch Milo and Otis. I'd much rather watch Two Bits and Pepper than watch Milo and Otis. Two Shits and Pooper. Two Shits and Pooper. But we're not going to watch Two Shits and Pooper. We're going to watch Hell Comes to Frogtown next week, episode 70 of B-Mover Breakdown. I'm Corey. I'm Gina. I'm Ryan. Touch boobs. Harold Ramis. <laughs> Harold goddamn Ramis. It's the best. Uh-huh.